Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Yecheskel Perek Chavav, Ezekiel chapter 26. With uh, prayers for the safety and success of our Chayalim, for the return of the Chatufim, and for the healing of all of the wounded from the war. Today we're going to learn chapter 26, Perak Chavav, which deals with Tzor. It is a prophecy against the city of Tyre. The city of Tyre was an island off Lebanon and uh, was exceedingly wealthy. It had two ports, two ports, and it was known, these are the Phoenicians, who were known as international traders, and their port really controlled so much of the trade in the region. Um, and um, they are seen by Tanakh frequently as very haughty, very wealthy, very cosmopolitan. They are one of the major superpowers. They're not Egypt, they're not Mesopotamia. So maybe what would we call them today? They'd be like Hong Kong or Singapore. Um, they'd be somewhere which would be a port city where a lot of trade would go through. And interestingly enough, we have a, a, a very nice relationship with Tsar. Uh, we have, in the time of King David, um, they were the first countries to recognize King David's sovereignty. And in the time of Shlomo, we know that he had a wonderful relationship with King Hiram, the king of Tsar, who sent him all the timber for the Beit HaMikdash, and they went on joint naval expeditions. And in fact, it was the Phoenicians who taught Shlomo how to build a, a navy, which he sailed out of Eilat, uh, later we find, after the kingdom split, that King Ahav marries uh, Izevel, the infamous uh, Izevel, who was the daughter of Etbaal, um, who came from Tzor and Sidon, the, the twin cities there on the, on the Lebanese coast. And everything seems to have been quite fine. A very, very healthy relationship. And therefore, maybe it's sort of almost surprising to see our chapter where we say, Ben Adam, Yana Sheamrat Sor al Yushalaim, Heach, Nishburad al Tamim, Naseba Alai, Imala Haharava. We talk about how Tyre gloats over Jerusalem. They say, Heach, Aha, the gateway of people is broken, it's become mine. I will be filled with now what lays in ruins. In other words, that somehow and Maybe this is the first uh, explanation of, of our chapter, that our chapter is talking about, um, well, put it in the, in the language of the Malbim, who says that Yerushalayim had been the, a commercial hub. It was a place where all nations would bring their merchandise, and that's why the parrot calls it the, the gateway of the nations. And now that gateway is broken, now that Jerusalem is destroyed, they hoped that all the economy, all the trade would come to Tzor, to Tyre, and they would become rich with Jerusalem's loss. So with the, with the demise of Jerusalem, Tyre is going to benefit, but it still seems quite excessive because if you see the, the, the prophecy here, it's, it's quite extreme. By the way, we're going to have three chapters, chapter 26, 27, and 28. We're all going to deal with the destruction of Tyre. 26 deals with the, this destruction, including mentioning Nebuchadnezzar, in verse 7, we'll talk more about that. And 
then chapter 27 we'll talk about the haughtiness of tyre and and then chapter 28 is going to talk about the king the king of tyre and his demise and if you if you take a look here i remember this was an a an island so he talks here and says I am going to bring many nations against you. You're going to be overwhelmed by the nations. He's almost imagining this island, this rocky island, being submerged into the sea. They're going to destroy the, the walls of Tyre. They're going to destroy her towers. Um, right? And just scrape her soil off her. And I'm going to leave her as a tzachiach seller as a naked rock and it continues this way uh, there is the lines Hashem, just like we saw in the previous chapter but he says very specifically i'm going to send verse 7 i'm sending the northern king Nebuchadnezzar, the king of kings with sus and rechev and parashim with horses and chariots and we talk about battering rams and smashing the towers and the walls will shake and the city will be breached and the mighty pillars will crash to the ground. This would all be fine. Well, first of all, I think we have to ask two questions. Number one, did it happen? <laughs> no, did it happen? And number two, uh, why is God, why does God seem so angry with this city? So maybe let's deal with the, the second question first. Why is God so angry? So we just mentioned they were gloating. Is that enough? Is that enough to explain? Well, yesterday we suggested a different theory. What we're seeing here is a, a huge invasion, which is almost like, you know, can you imagine in modern times uh, in the 20th century when the Ottoman Empire fell apart or when, you know, and, and different countries were, the, the allied powers were divvying up the Middle East. You know, this one got Jordan and this one got Palestine and this one got Syria. And all of the or the Austro-Hungarian Empire falls apart and, and 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 who's going to pick up the pieces? So what all of these chapters, chapter 25 and 26, are saying is, you know, God's in control. This isn't happening uh, despite God. This is happening because of God. And therefore, as Yerushalayim is being destroyed, we already spoke yesterday about Moab and Edom and Ammon. Um, and now we're also mentioning Tzor, one of our other neighbors. So you could you could go in that direction. You could go in the gloating direction. Uh, Rav Yaakov Meidan goes in even a further direction, and he says that there is some sort of comeuppance to be made. And he goes back to the book of Yoel, which is admittedly um, events of 150 years earlier. But he says, Ma'atem Sidon, I'm reading from the fourth chapter of Yoel. Uh, what are you to meet, Sor and Sidon, the Choglilot Paleshet? And he mentions the, the what did you do? Um, you sold the people of Yehuda and Yerushalayim. You sold them as slaves. Maybe this is talking about the period in which of the Assyrian, Assyrian attack, the Assyrian attack between 720 and 700. And uh, he talks about that the uh, Lebanese benefited greatly from the despoiling of Jerusalem. And when Jews were carted away in the slave convoys, uh, who were the people who were actually involved in selling them 
uh, those were in fact the Phoenicians. And therefore, if you want, this is history having its comeuppance. Um, God is, you know, very furious with them, um, not for their gloating now over the Khorban, but really because each time Israel gets into trouble, uh, this nation who once were an ally, where we once saw them as uh, as friends in the time of David and Solomon, have now been too quick to um, to gain from the, the the downfall of the Jewish people. Um, so that might explain a little bit. So let me just say that each of the chapters ends with exactly um, the same phrase. Right? I will give you, uh, in this, we don't really know what the word belahot is. Uh, there are different explanations. Um, but one might be lehavot, flames. One might be behalot, which means shocking things. But the uh, idea here is that eventually you will suffer destruction and you will be there no, there no more people will look for you and you will be no more well did that happen <laughs> the indeed we know from historical records that um nebuchadnezzar attacked tsar and in fact he waged a war there for 13 years but he was unsuccessful and that's something quite remarkable. In other words, this prophecy didn't come true. Uh, when did it come true? It came true, you know, hundreds of years later, in the time of Alexander the Great, who attacked Saur. He attacked uh, the, the kingdom of Tyre. As I say, it was an island. And he couldn't succeed because all the time they kept on sending naval uh, missions in order to attack them. And eventually what he decided to do, he brought his navy. And not only did they, uh, but he also brought his, his infantry. And they started piling rocks and rubble into the sea till they joined the mainland to the island of, of Tsar. And therefore, today, you won't find that Tyre is an island. It's in fact joined to the mainland. But it was actually Alexander the Great who brought the end of Tyre. So back to our chapter. Uh, where does that leave us? Well, you know, there actually is an update to this chapter. It's so interesting. Chapter 26, 27, 28, which predict the destruction of, of Tyre by Nebuchadnezzar, are left in the book. Um, and maybe they're left, and maybe Yechezkel thought, okay, they will happen one day. But if you turn forward to chapter 29, Perak Chavtet, Pasuk Zayin, you see a prophecy. This, this prophecy is dated, um, which year? It's dated in the 11th year, Ashtay Esrei Shana. But there's a prophecy 15 years later, uh, 16 years later, where the prophecy there says, in the 27th year, in other words, 16 years later, on the first of the first month, God came to me and said, Ben Adam, The king of Nebuchadnezzar uh, Bavel, has made his army expand vast labor on Tyre. Every head is rubbed bald um, and every shoulder is scraped. In other words, they've been working so hard, but they haven't got anywhere. And he and his army have no return for the labor he expended on Tyre, right? In other words, there's fascinatingly a footnote which says, yes, I did get this Navua, but surprisingly and disappointingly this nevuah has actually not come true 
in my time. It's been 16 years and it hasn't come true. Okay, well, I think uh, that's enough for today. Our time is up. And Be'ezrod Hashem, we will continue with the next two chapters about Sor tomorrow. Lehi